it is Maya via your host and creator of Closeted Conversations. This is my baby. This is my project of love, my labor of love that it's it's coming to be I'm realizing what closeted conversations is becoming to me. Um thank you to everyone that listened to the first episode. It um was not I was not expecting it to do what it did, but I'm grateful. I am so very thankful for everyone that listened and continues to listen. So thank you. This episode is different, and I'm not going to lie. I am super, extremely, terrifyingly nervous because it's just me today. It's just me and you, you and me. We don't don't have a guest today. And I knew this episode was coming because this episode is also an episode where you guys get to know me a little bit more and there's no there's nothing for me to hide behind there's no real topic other than me talking about me which is something that I don't like to do like I don't mind talking to myself sometimes because you just have to say it to yourself to make sure it makes sense And sometimes it still doesn't make sense. But talking about myself, that's a whole nother thing. I'm not a fan. But here we are. And none none of our episodes are scripted outside of having a topic. So there's no script. There's no... There's no, like, I'm going to talk about this, and then talk about this, and then talk about this. Like, no, because I didn't want to do it in the first place. Not like this, at least. And definitely not this early in the season. But here we are. As you guys already know, my name is Maya Leah. I am... I'm a lot of things, and I'm realizing this as I'm recording and as I'm thinking through and trying to filter, not filter, but like trying to shift through all of the things that I am, and I'm also realizing that things that I used to shy away from, I'm slowly embracing. First and foremost... I am a child of God. My faith is the most important thing to me, the most important thing about me. It literally is and has been the foundation of my life for the last almost three and a half years. So I did make that decision and come to Christ later on in life the beauty in salvation is that it's never too late 
it was that time was the perfect time for me. There's a lot of things that have changed um, in the last three and a half years, but they have all been growing points. And if I didn't have my faith to lean into, if I didn't have Jesus to go to in all of those situations, I wouldn't have handled them or I wouldn't have gotten through them the way that I did, which is a lot better than the way that I could have or would have navigated through those situations. And especially right now in the season that I'm in, I have to I have to lean on my faith a lot and even in the midst of everything. I'm only being vague about this season because we jump into it a lot more in the next episode. I'm really leaning leaning on to my faith right now. And it it's a it's a never ending journey, but you don't go through that journey alone. I'm definitely a child of God, a daughter of God. I'm also a woman, which is a beautiful thing. Like I love I love being a woman. I love being able to say that wholeheartedly. That was never something that I was ashamed of. So I love being a woman. Um, as I'm getting older, I am also starting to appreciate and walk in my femininity a little bit more. So I'm wearing heels a little bit more. I'm wearing, you know, dress pants and jeans a little bit more. And like that may sound weird or like normal to some people, but when I tell you I would wear basketball shorts and sweatpants and sweatshirts all day, every day, I literally would. But like now I'm like, okay. I got a got a few pairs of heels, you know, putting different outfits together and making an effort. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, still trying to figure out my style in that because the two can coexist is which is what I'm learning. As you guys already know, I'm also a black woman, which is something that I am like I'm confident in now. It wasn't always something that I was not gonna lie it wasn't always something that I was proud to be in the sense of I always wanted to shy away from being the stereotypical black woman and that so it wasn't wasn't that I like 
didn't like being, it wasn't that I hated being black. That was never the case. It was just I didn't want that to be, I didn't want that to be all that I was, if that makes sense. So I am a quiet person, and I feel like part of that was because I didn't want to be the loud, the angry, the um, obnoxious stereotype. And as an adult, I now realize that a lot of those stereotypes were misconstrued. A lot of those stereotypes were coming from a very, not very small, but a small sector of our culture. And it is okay to be loud. It is okay to be passionate about what you're doing or feeling. And because you have standards and because you demand respect, it doesn't mean you're difficult or hard to work with, which we touched on in the last episode. So it wasn't until... It really wasn't until I started my walk with Christ that I have been able to confidently and fully walk in that identity. And I love it here. Like, I wouldn't want to be anything else than what what God has made me to be. And And that's a black woman. I... I like to still say I am an athlete, even though I have not played organized sports in years. Um, but I like I love basketball. I played basketball, softball, volleyball, all of those things as a kid. Um, but basketball has always been and will always be my favorite. I can watch almost any sport and really get into it, but basketball is that sport for me. I remember, you know, when I fell in love with it, and, like, I remember when I would be in the driveway, and I'm, like, first grade, second grade, like, super young, and I remember being, like, playing by myself, but imagining I was playing against Lisa Leslie and Cheryl Swoops and all of, like, these amazing WNBA players. I wanted to be Lisa Leslie, like, and I remember being, like, five, four, three, two, one, and, like, making myself hit, like, the buzzer beater on her, and, like, you know, so that, yeah, that's, that's my love for the game, and I, I don't know, I just love it so much, I really, really would love to get into coaching, and just bringing up the next generation of ball players and like helping them and 
screen. That's the love for the game. But yeah, I'm a ball player. I'm an athlete. I guess now I can... I'm a friend, and I love... I love the people that I love. Um, I'm a lover. I am... Like, I love love in every sense of the word. I love love from a romantic aspect. I love love from a platonic aspect. I love love from a familial aspect. Um, I really do love love, but I'm also very guarded because I'm emotional. And there's nothing wrong with being emotional. There's nothing wrong with being sensitive. You just have to learn how to navigate that. And that's what I'm learning now. That's part of my flaws. It's like, even though I love love and um, all of those things, I'm also very guarded. And because I love with my whole heart, I wear... I wear my heart on my sleeve, and I love the people that I love, and I hope and pray that those people know who they are by my actions and not just my words, Um, because once I love you, it's I don't think I ever stop loving you. I may stop liking you from time to time, but I don't. I'll never stop loving you, but I also believe that there's differences. Like, you can love someone, you can be in love with someone, and you can have love for people. And I've been in situations where I've been in all three. And even the people, like exes and things like that, I still have love for them because they were an instrumental part of my life in some way, shape, or form. I've learned something from them in some way, shape, or form. Um, But, like, my friends, my homies, my people, like, I, I hope they know I love them. And, like, my family, I love them with my whole heart. There's... There's very few things that I wouldn't do for my family. And I hope they know that. And then, like, I love, I love people, but I don't like people, which it it sounds mean, but it's true. Like, I'm a, I'm truly a introvert, and I can be around people for so long and then I have to take some time for myself and recharge my social battery. And um, my social battery is not really that big, honestly. (laughs) But I also love spending quality time with people. Like quality time, physical touch, that's how I receive love the most. Um, I receive it in all the other ways, but Give me that physical, or give me that quality time. Give me that physical touch. And I'm golden. 
that's also how I cut off love too because if I'm angry if I am upset if I am any of those things I shut down and like I want to be alone and I don't I'm not that warm person I'm not giving hugs and all of those things I like I want to be in my bubble by myself and then I come back like nothing ever happened I that that's my toxic trait honestly um and I saw that I think I saw that on TikTok but it was really true and I like I do a lot of self-reflection in realizing like what are things how can I be better as a person what are some things that I can improve on and that's one of them is like I I shut down and I just I also cut people off I ghost people I am the ultimate ghoster and I think that's a good and a bad thing because I also believe that the power of life and death lies in the tongue and your voice matters and your voice is powerful and what you say does have an effect on people and sometimes it's better to not say anything and just bounce but sometimes you need to have that conversation and there is a middle ground it may take time to have that conversation I am dealing with something similar to that right now and but I am a ghoster especially if there's not if we're not super close I have no problem with just like not responding or picking up the phone um even if we are really close like I will fall back to ghosting if for a number of reasons if it I feel like there's no point in having a conversation if there is and when I say there's no point in having a conversation I mean like there's no resolve we're not looking to um we're not hearing each other out we're not looking to come up with a respectful resolve then we don't need to talk about it we don't need to waste breath because time and breath are two things that you can never get back I feel like so there's been a couple people where I just like didn't respond to or don't pick up the phone or whatever the case may be and it's not like drag out pull out don't talk to me like if I see you in person depending on the depending on the environment but most likely if I see you in person and you come up to me I'm gonna be respectful I'm gonna say hi I'm gonna acknowledge your presence now 
if we did have a conversation and the conversation was trash and like we or we ended on bad terms another toxic trick that I have is like I can walk this room and not like not acknowledge or not talk to you again like be and because I know words are so powerful and I believe that words are so powerful um if I say I'm never talking to you again or don't talk to me again I mean it in that that may sound evil, that may sound toxic, that whatever. I can own it. I mean it. Um but also I don't say things like that lightly. I think I've said it maybe two times and like I s- and I stand on that. Like And it may not be, like, don't talk to me ever again. Like, I know for sure one of those instances I said I'd never have to talk to you a day of my life. And I stood on that. Because, one... I don't have time for, don't have time for, but I'm not going to engage in anything or with anyone that disrupts my peace because it's taking, it's taken a very long time to get to that point. And two, In order for me to get to the point to where I say something like that to somebody has to have been something major or a buildup of something. And it's just like, okay. I don't think it's holding a grudge. I think it's just being honest because I told you. You just didn't think I you didn't think I was being serious. But I think where the pettiness because I am a petty person and I'm working on it. But I think where the pettiness comes from is that I could look that person dead in the face and not say anything and not talk to them even if they talk to me. And I have done that too. Like look them dead in the face, let them say whatever it is. They feel like they have to say and walk away. But, you know, I'm still growing. I'm a work in progress. He's not done with me yet. (laughs) But on the flip side, when I love, I love hard. And there is, like, my heart. My heart is big. And I... I try to let the people know why, while they're still here, 
how much they mean to me. Um, and not just on birthdays and holidays or anything like that just because it's Thursday or just because it's Friday. Like, the the just because is what means most to me. I don't know. And then I also try to love people in the way that they receive love for the most part. Um, I'm not the best at that, but I try. Like, one of the things that I am now embracing so before let's let's rewind so before um so I do a lot of things I write I create I play like I do a lot of things but I never felt comfortable with identifying as those things until like recently um and like we talked about earlier in in the last episode like I would say I'm a ball player because I knew I was good at that or at least I knew I was decent at that I knew I can do some things to contribute successfully to a game I knew there was talent there, but I would never say I'm a poet or I am a writer or I am a um, creative or any like anything like that because I wasn't confident in my ability to do those things but I would say I write I am a person who writes I write poetry I write stories or whatever I do art or I create some things But now, in my late 20s, I can confidently say, and I think I can confidently say it now because my life is bearing the fruit of that in the sense of I have done things that have made the, made those things like solidified those things I guess would be the appropriate word to say I've I've had opportunities to solidify those things um I can say I am a writer because I have written things and I am writing things um and I'm doing things I can say that I may not say I'm a poet because I don't know that that's still I don't know but I do enjoy writing poetry 
I can say I am a creative now and not just someone who creates things. I can say I'm a producer because that is what I am. I'm a producer. I produce podcasts. I host podcasts. I am looking to, I've produced video content. Um, I have a, I'm a business owner. I have a production company. And I think that now being able to say those things and not shrink or not give a not give an explanation or like a side note it's just I'm a creator and then when people ask or if people ask what did you create I have the fruit of that or I can say I am a writer if people ask what did you write what are you writing I can confidently say I'm writing this short story or I've written this poem or whatever the case may be or you know say I'm an artist and what I love about the word art and the concept of art is especially now that I'm really understanding it is that it's not just drawing it's not just painting it's not just sculpting it's not just pictures it is all of those things and so much more it is video content it is even this is a form of art and like to say like I'm an artist and my medium is this like that I feel confident in that now I still have my moments of am I really and I think that's where the imposter syndrome comes in because I've and I've always felt like I've had imposter syndrome it's like I'm doing this, but am I really doing it? Am I really good enough? Like, people are saying that I'm good at this. People say I'm talented in this regard. But am I really? Like, when is the ball going to drop? And when you have imposter syndrome and a fear of failing, like, that, that is a trash combination because there's been a lot of things that I didn't do or that I didn't give 100% of my energy or talent or concentration to because I didn't want to fail and I didn't want to drop the ball. And because the minute I felt, I know for sure I would be the one to be like, yeah, I knew I couldn't do that. It's like I would have that voice telling me, like, yeah, you couldn't do that. And even with this, I feel like 
like the imposter syndrome, I feel the fear of failing, but more importantly, my why behind all of this is bigger than that fear. It's bigger than the doubt some people may have. My motivation to be successful in this is bigger than my fear of failing and the other thing with that is success is not success is measured differently for everybody like to me success isn't necessarily getting famous or being put in arenas or having you know super famous people come on that doesn't necessarily equate to success for me success for me is one person at least one person being touched by any episode any topic any project just one person that's success for me Success for me is people knowing that they are not alone in life. Success for me is having a space that is open and honest and authentic and real and vulnerable and human. Success for me is closing the disconnect success for me is canceling cancel culture success for me is bridging the gap between us as human beings and us as a society to create true unity and i've said it before i'll say it again and i'll continue to say it Unity is not everyone agreeing on everything all the time. I have people in my life that I don't necessarily agree with all the time, and I still love them, and we're still united. But it's it's fine. I learn from everyone, and that's another thing I want us to learn, and I want us to have a conversation that's success for me that is that is what I measure success by and especially with this on a personal I mean it's all personal but on a deeply personal level success is not giving up there's been times even we're only two episodes in and there have been times where I'm just like I can't do this I don't want to do it I'm not qualified to do this I don't have what's needed to make this what it needs to be I haven't given up yet and I don't want to give up so success for me is continuing to work on this labor of love project to 
continue to step out of my comfort zone and be vulnerable and share my heart with people that I don't even know. But that's also the purpose of closeted conversations. It's to to bring us out of the closet. It's to have those conversations that you wouldn't normally have on a public platform. It's a place where you should feel I want you to feel safe. And like and like I said in episode one, those conversations that you have in your prayer closet or with the very few people that you do trust or the ones you have with yourself, the ones that you have with God or the secrets that you're keeping in the closet, those are the conversations that need to be had publicly. Those are the conversations that I want to have in on this show because I can guarantee you you're not the only one. I can guarantee you you're not alone. I can guarantee you other people are having those same conversations and they don't know who to turn to. And I'm not perfect at all. I'm not perfect. I don't try to be perfect. I'm not aiming to be perfect. I am just trying to be Maya and figure out who she is and share my heart and my soul and my spirit with people. I'm trying to be honoring. I'm trying to be respectful. I'm just trying at this point. I'm just trying and I'm walking by faith. I am I don't have it all together, high key, I'm a hot mess, but I know I'm not the only one, and I know that whatever it is we are going through, we can get through it together, and we were never meant to do life alone, we are meant for community, this is a community, if it's just me, and some people I may never talk to, like, I'm I don't know, but I know I'm not perfect. I don't have all the answers. No one has all of the answers, but I've been through some things. But what I can say is every single thing that I've been through, I've made it through. I have a 100% success rate of every hard situation or circumstance that I've been through because I'm still here, and some of those were touch and go, some of them I really thought that I wasn't going to make it, but here I am, and the same thing goes for you, and whatever you're going through, and whatever you've been through, you have a 100% success rate of getting through hard times, because you are still here, It may not feel like it in the moment, but you are still here, and let's be here together. That's what Closeted Conversations is. It's a place 
that you can come to 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 stop hiding in the closet. Whatever that closet looks like for you. I'm a proponent of prayer closets. Yes, have your prayer closets. Yes, pray and pray in Jesus' name. But also share that with someone else. Because you never know who needs it. And for those of us who may be hiding in our prayer closet or just hiding in a closet, period, come out of that closet because you are so much more than whatever is in that closet and there's strength in coming out. Some of us hide in our prayer closets and we don't want to talk about it. A lot of times I hide in my prayer closet and I have to break out of that. And that, I think, is what closeted conversations is. Like, this is my closet now. But we can't hide from, we can't hide in those closets. Because whatever we're stuffing down there is going to come out eventually. And you can either do it voluntarily or you can get pushed out. Or thrown out. And that hurts. It hurts. Because whatever. Like that old saying. Whatever's done in the dark will come to light. It's going to come. And it is better. If that comes. In a positive way. In a loving way. Than in a traumatic way. And it's okay to it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to hurt. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to it's okay to not have it all together. It's okay to be a hot mess sometimes, but what's not okay is staying there. Staying in that hurt, staying in that sadness, stay staying in that hot mess of a hot mess and this is me making that step of coming out of that. This is me trying to provide that space for other people to come out of that. And as, and as the show progresses and we do more episodes, you'll learn and know more about me and struggles and triumphs and trials that I've been through or am going through and some people aren't gonna like it some people may look at me different some it is it's gonna be what it's gonna be but it's life and like I said I'm a child of God at the end of the day I know the one person I actually really have to answer to and I know that I know who's going to be on the other side when I have to give an account of my life. And fortunately for me, it's not anyone walking this earth right now. It's Jesus. It's God. So I just want to close out with this. There's strength and vulnerability and no matter 
what it is. You are so much more than what's in your closet.